Welcome in. We're glad you're joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Biblecast. My name is Brad Harris, and I am blessed to serve as pastor of administration and outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. I'm blessed to serve as your host for the Delaware Biblecast, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to again come to you today sharing the next part in our series of Modern Cults and World Religions. And today, and as well, next week, we're going to be looking at Scientology. And as we look at Scientology today, we are going to be focusing on the main doctrines of Scientology, of uh, what makes up all of the history of the religion, on who some famous people are that are in the religion. And next week, then, we're going to be spending some time looking specifically at how do I reach someone who calls themselves a Scientologist, but not just how do I reach someone who calls themselves a Scientologist, but we're going to be focusing more broadly. We're going to focus on New Age ideas, New Age philosophies, New Age religions, and how do I reach people that are in this type of thinking. Now, as we study Scientology today, we're going to be focusing mainly on its doctrines, but as well, we'll draw some conclusions for those who fall into the New Age belief category. As some of the religions that we've been looking at here, they're the largest of a group of religions that hold to similar thinking. And so we can say that as we look at Scientology, we can also look at other New Age religions and we can find in each of them some applications that we can draw from our time here today that will help us reach the people in that religion. So, that being said, let me share a note up front about Scientology. As I know some of you, much like me before I really started studying this religion, may not know a ton about it. And let me first of all note that Scientology and Christian science are not the same religion. Christian scientists, and you've probably seen somewhere in your travels a Christian science reading room, Christian scientists believe that sin, sickness, and death are illusions that people can conquer by correct thinking. They believe that the best way to obtain the beliefs necessary for correct thinking is through Christian science. And in Scientology, we can see some similar philosophies there, But they are not the same religion, so let's make that clear going in. They are not the same. As well, let me share from the outset a couple of the main sources that we'll be using. And if you have been listening to any of these podcasts on modern cults, on world religions, on false gospel teaching religions, you will have heard of these sources. The first is the book that I most highly recommend for studying modern cults and world religions. And that's The Challenge of the Cults and New Religions by Ron Rhodes. It's a book that you could read after your quiet time, or you could read it uh, in the evening before you go to sleep at night. It's a book that is heavy on good information, but it's not so deep that you're just going to have to sit there and keep your eyes open through it. It's easy to read. It's a great book. It's one I highly recommend to you throughout this study. The other one is also by Ron Rhodes. It is the Find It Quick Handbook on Cults and New Religions. 
And I like this book because sometimes when you're presenting information in a fashion like we are here in podcast form, or as I'm teaching it in Sunday school, you don't need to go to every single little jot and tittle detail. We're doing an overview. And it does a really good job of giving overviews of the information. So I will share some other references to other resources along the way, but those are going to be the main ones that we look at. Now, when it comes to the population size of this religion and of New Age thinking, Ron Rhodes shares with us this, that 12 million Americans are considered active participants in the New Age movement, and it is estimated that another 30 million are avidly interested. So we can roughly say that at least 10% of the population in the United States is avidly interested in New Age religions, and at least 12 million are considered to be active participants in some type of New Age movement. Now, some would assess that if all these people would come together, it would be the third largest religious denomination in America. And as we study particularly Scientology, we see that it's really hard to find out exactly how many people are Scientologists. Scientology is a very secretive religion, so membership number projections for the size of the religion are honestly all over the place. Many believe that the religion has plateaued and is in decline, and I would agree with that. But still, if you look at Scientology literature, they'll paint a little bit different of a story. If you go to, for example, Scientologynews.org, and you go to their Quick Facts page, it will show that Scientology has had unparalleled growth since 2004. They say that the overall expansion of Scientology includes total assets and property holdings of the Church of Scientology have more than doubled since 2004. The combined size of church premises increased from nearly 5.6 million square feet in 2004 to 12.1 million square feet in 2010. So nearly doubling. The church has acquired more than 70 buildings since 2004 in major population centers around the world. The church has completed over 400,000 square feet of renovations of new premises this year alone. In addition, currently under construction are over a quarter of a million square feet. I cannot find the exact date when this article was written but it wasn't too long ago. Over 11,000 Scientology churches, missions, and affiliated groups exist across 167 nations four times in just 10 years. And finally, the number of people newly introduced to Scientology and starting on training or counseling per week exceeds 26 times any previous week in history. So, Scientology is a religion that we need to take seriously as a false gospel teaching religion. Now, even broader than that, New Age thinking is something that has been out there for a long time, and we could say that New Age thinking in and of itself isn't really new. 
Ron Rhodes says that a large percentage of Americans are involved in some form of New Age occultism. 42% believe they have been in contact with someone who has died. 67% claim to have had a psychic experience. 67% read astrology columns. One out of three believes that a fortune teller can foretell the future. There are presently 2,500 occult bookstores in the United States and over 3,000 publishers of occult and New Age books, journals, and magazines. Now, I will say, not to combat what Ron is saying here, but we've got to be careful in defining our terms here, and he is very much blending the occult and some of the parts of the occult with New Age thinking, and some of these can be combined together, but I personally, I would not view some of the things that he's sharing there as being marks of Scientology, such as being in contact with someone who's died, psychic experience, astrology columns. Those fall more into occult practices, and as we study Satanism and the occult, we'll look more at those. But that being said, we still see a really strong influence here. Now, here in Delaware, Ohio, if you're listening in and you're a member of Delaware Bible Church or you regularly attend our services or you're just from our area here, you may look around and say, well, wait a second, Brad, I have not seen any Church of Scientology here in Delaware. And you would be correct there. But there is one on Dublin Road in Columbus that was built not too long ago in 2019. And it's a 50,000 square foot building, which is roughly the size of our property here at Delaware Bible Church, which includes a pre-K through 12 school. So it's a rather large building there. You can go online and you can go on Google and look at pictures of the property there. And you will see that it is a building whose architecture is very modern and sleek looking. It's beautifully built. It looks like it took a lot of money to build this building. And it is one that looks like a state-of-the-art building that is unlike any other religious center that you have seen. Where many churches borrow off old architecture and have beautiful antique style uh, buildings or uh, different architecture that, that hails back from years ago. Scientology is the opposite. As I was talking about this in Sunday school class several weeks ago, looking at a building like this, I said, compared to like the first time you ever went into the Apple store, it is just something that is so uniquely different than anything else that you've seen before in a church building or property that it definitely catches your attention there. So there is the one Scientology building not too far from us, but let me share this as well. Even though there may not be a church of Scientology in Delaware, there is still a Scientology influence. A couple weekends ago, I went out um, with my wife and we were passing out um, information about her piano studio that she has in town and as well, flyers for Vacation Bible School here at Delaware Bible Church. And as we were passing these out, we went to different businesses. 
and uh, we put them there, and then I went back a few days later and got the ones that were not open during that time. And then the following Friday, I was out to lunch with a friend who used to work at Delaware Bible Church, but then had retired, and we were out at Chelly Bellies here in town, which is a local restaurant that I enjoy going to. And I saw that they had posted the um, ad that she had for her piano business. They had posted the flyer for Vacation Bible School. And I wanted to show my wife that, so I took a picture of it and I texted it to her. I believe it was that same night later on in the evening, I was going back through the photos on my phone and I looked. And as I saw that photo there, I noticed something under the advertisement about her piano studio that I didn't notice when I was there. And it was under there that there was a photo uh, or an advertisement. It was like a, we should say like a postcard-sized, a photo-sized advertisement for Dianetics, for mental health help. And it was advertising Scientology services and literature. And you could, I believe how it was, you could scan the QR code and it would send you to Amazon where you could purchase the book Dianetics. That was here in Delaware, Ohio, and I am sure that that's not the only one that you could find there, as there is definitely, here in central Ohio, a push towards this type of thinking and these type of movements. So it is here. And there is one other Scientology mission in Ohio. That's in Cleveland, or in the Cleveland area, we should say. And there is a Church of Scientology in Florence, Kentucky, which is the Burbs of Cincinnati, that calls itself the Church of Scientology of Cincinnati. So we would say that Scientology churches or missions here in Ohio are focused in on the three largest cities in Ohio, Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Now, Scientology mission is considered to be like a Scientology church plant. They offer their basic religious and New Age services to members and to the general public. Ron Rhodes, in The Challenge of the Cults and New Religions, on page 209, shares that the Church of Scientology opens its doors seven days a week. Any churches have both day staff and evening weekend staff so that help is always available. And I'm sure that that would be an attractive thing to know that the leaders and the helpers and the staff of this church are always available there to help you with your needs. The church even has its own chaplains or ministers who conduct weddings, christenings, and funeral services. Sunday sermons generally focus on primary teachings of Scientology. And so you can, much like you would at Delaware Bible Church, go to a Sunday service there. The difference, though, is going to be that they are going to be focusing on their New Age ideas and philosophies through Scientology and not on teaching and preaching God's Word as we do. Now, when it comes to New Age ideas, all New Age movement ideas, including Scientology, come from a combination of various religious and philosophical teachings. So Scientology is very much a religion of self-help through religious practices and psychological practices. New Agers do not render exclusive devotion to any one teacher or teaching, 
and some of them agree that God revealed himself in Jesus. However, he also revealed himself in Buddha, Krishna, or others. So the Bible cannot therefore be God's only revelation. And interestingly, in the religion of Scientology, some may believe in some type of higher power, many do not. But there are elements there of Christianity, there are elements of psychology, there are many elements there, but also there are some very destructive heresies that we'll talk about. Now, within this movement, there are many major Hollywood figures who have participated in some way in this movement. We don't want to spend a ton of time looking at these people, but for pop culture significance and as well for fun, I do want to mention a couple. We'll focus on the one that you're probably thinking of first to be our last one. So I think I know who you're thinking of. That's kind of one of the main spokespersons, if not the main one of the religion. But we'll start with one that kind of surprised me a little bit, and that's John Travolta. John Travolta has been a famous movie star. You don't see him quite as much anymore, but he is still in some stuff. John Travolta was the main character in the Battlefield Earth movie, which is based on L. Ron Hubbard's book, his most famous science fiction book that we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. And he has been practicing the religion since 1975 when he first read the book Dianetics, which is the main book kind of like the Scientologist Bible, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. His wife is also a practicing member. And some other famous celebrities would include Kirstie Alley, who may rest in peace. She passed away not too long ago. But Kirstie was an Emmy-winning award actress in the show Cheers. She was raised a Methodist but became a Scientologist later in life. And she credited the religion for helping her end her cocaine addiction through Narconon, a Scientology-affiliated drug rehab program. And Scientology is involved in other rehab-style programs that employ self-help techniques, psychology techniques, and other similar ones that they believe that they can use their techniques, teachings, and religious philosophies to help people. If you watch cable news, you've likely seen Greta Van Susteren. Greta has been a TV news anchor, a journalist, and a lawyer. She's currently on Newsmax while previously working for CNN, for Fox News, and for CNBC. She, she has shared with People Magazine that she is a strong advocate of Scientology ethics. Now, when it comes to the last one that we'll look at, It's probably the first one that you thought of, and that is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a major movie star. He's one of the world's highest paid actors, and he's probably the top throwback action star that you will see in a modern movie today. He still does many of his own stunts, although he's getting older and kind of surprising he still does several of the stunts that he does. But he is considered to be one of the top leaders in the religion. Some would even say that he is number two in the religion. Scientology, as well, was reportedly a key factor as to why he and his wife Katie Holmes got a divorce. Some believe that this played a role in his other two divorces as well. 
And when he married Katie Holmes, it's been reported that David Miskovich, that the head of Scientology now, was his best man in the wedding. And we'll talk about David more here in a little bit. Another famous former Scientologist is that of Leah Remney. Leah was on the King of Queens, and she left the church in 2014 after spending 30 years in the church. She has written books and produced TV shows questioning the religion and sharing abuses in the religion by its leader, David Miskovich, and others in the religion. We'll talk about David Miskovich here in a few, but let's first talk about the history of the religion. This religion was founded by Lafayette Ronald Hubbard, or you may have seen his, his books uh, titling him L. Ron Hubbard. He was a prolific writer who authored over 200 novels, as well as other nonfiction books, and his most popular book was known as Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, which has sold over 3 million copies. Other popular books by him include Battlefield Earth, which also became a movie, the Mission Earth series, and many other sci-fi and Scientology-based books. If you were to go to a Scientologist church and look at their resources there, you would find walls covered with resources written by L. Ron Hubbard. I want to share from a really a, what I thought to be a really good Wikipedia article on L. Ron Hubbard and his history and life. It says, Lafayette Ronald Hubbard, March 13, 1911 through January the 24th, 1986, was an American author, primarily of science fiction and fantasy stories, who is best known for having founded the Church of Scientology. In 1950, Hubbard authored Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, and established a series of organizations to promote Dianetics. In 1952, Hubbard lost the rights to Dianetics in bankruptcy proceedings, and he subsequently founded Scientology. Thereafter, Hubbard oversaw the growth of the Church of Scientology into a worldwide religion. Born in Tilden, Nebraska in 1911, Hubbard spent much of his childhood in Helena, Montana. After his father was posted in a U.S. naval base on Guam, Hubbard traveled to Asia and the South Pacific in the late 1920s. In 1930, Hubbard enrolled at George Washington University to study civil engineering, but dropped in his second year. He began his career as a prolific writer of pulp fiction stories and married Margaret Polly Grubb, who shared his interest in aviation. Hubbard was an officer in the Navy during World War II, where he briefly commanded two ships, but was removed from command both times. The last few months of his active service were spent in a hospital, being treated for a variety of complaints. In 1953, the first churches of Scientology were founded by L. Ron Hubbard, and in 1954, a Scientology church in Los Angeles was founded, which became the Church of Scientology International. Hubbard also added organizational management strategies, principles of pedagogy, a theory of communication, and prevention strategies for healthy living to the teachings of Scientology. 
Scientology became, became increasingly controversial during the 1960s and came under intense media, government, and legal pressure in a number of countries. During the late 1960s and early 1970s, Hubbard spent much of his time at sea on his personal fleet of ships as Commodore of the Sea Organization, an elite quasi-paramilitary group of Scientologists. Hubbard returned to the United States in 1975 and went into seclusion in the California desert after an unsuccessful attempt to take over the town of Clearwater, Florida. In 1978, Hubbard was convicted of fraud after he was tried in absentia by France. In the same year, 11 high-ranking members of Scientology were indicted on 28 charges for their role in the church's Snow White program a systematic program of espionage against the United States government. One of the indicted was Hubbard's wife, Mary Sue Hubbard, who was in charge of the program. L. Ron Hubbard was named an unindicted co-conspirator. Hubbard spent the remaining years of his life in seclusion in a luxury motorhome on a ranch in California, attended to by a small group of Scientology officials. He died at age 74 in January 1986. Following Hubbard's death, Scientology leaders announced that his body had become an impediment to his work and that he had decided to, quote, drop his body, end quote, to continue his research on another plane of existence. Though many of Hubbard's autobiographical statements were fictitious, the Church of Scientology describes Hubbard in hagiographic terms and said its account of Hubbard's life is factual. Hagiographic meaning much better than things truly are. Now, Scientology literature states that Dianetics, that that book, marked a turning point in human history as it provided the first workable approach to solving the problems of the mind. There was never a religion in their estimation that was able to solve our mind's ultimate problems. Yet it's noted in Scientology literature that Hubbard was crippled, blinded, and twice pronounced dead in World War II after his time studying at two universities. Yet other books who fact-check these statements state that the medical records show that he was never pronounced dead or blind, and that he flunked out of freshman physics. So there's a lot of information about Hubbard that is in conflict with one another. And as there's much that's in conflict with one another, that's something that we've seen several times throughout our study of other leaders and other cults and false gospel preaching religions. Now when it comes to Scientology, we can see that Scientology focuses heavily on self-empowerment and self-improvement. Hubbard wrote that Scientology is a religious philosophy containing pastoral counseling procedures intended to assist an individual gain greater knowledge of self. The mother church for Scientology that Hubbard started is located in Los Angeles, with a hierarchical government structure similar to the Catholic Church, where L. Ron Hubbard and now David Miskovich are the leads, or they are the closest to like a godlike state in this religion. 
Now, today, there is a new beautiful building that has been built by Scientologists that is known as the Flag Building. You can go online to Scientology.org and you can look for the Flag Building there and you will see a beautiful, immaculate church that is unlike any church I would imagine that you have ever seen. It's definitely worth your time to check out and look at. Now, the current leader then of Scientology is a man named David Miskovich. David Miskovich, I don't know his exact age, but he would be in a similar age group to that of Tom Cruise. His official title is that he is chairman of the board of the Religious Technology Center. This is the group that oversees Scientology, the LLCs, the copyrights, all those things there in the religion. And he was number two in line in the religion prior to L. Ron Hubbard's death. He was recently served 27 times by a lawyer for human trafficking lawsuit, and he couldn't be found as he was in hiding, but eventually he was found in Tampa, Florida. Another dramatic story about his that Leah Remney and others have brought up is the concern of where his wife is, as she has not been seen in public since 2007. There are also many folks that have claimed that there are abuses under David Miskovich and, le- and leaders in Scientology. But yet, as it's a very secretive religion, it's hard to find out the full answers on some of these questions. Within the religion of Scientology, Scientology claims that it is not authoritarian and that there is no enforced belief. They say, quote, In Scientology, you learn to think for yourself. It is a voyage of self-discovery, focusing on the only things that you find to be true. Man's true identity, then, is as a Thetan or as an immortal spirit. And much as we've studied Hinduism and looked at this idea of being a god that we just do not have full enlightenment of knowing that we are, It's the same in Scientology. Man is not limited by his own body and ego as he thinks he is. He is a Thetan whose fundamental nature is good and divine. Man is not morally fallen. He is simply ignorant of his own perfection. And man's problem, then, is not a problem of the curse of sin. No, man's problem was a fall into matter. This fall happened trillions of years ago, long before anything that we knew existed. Richard Abaines, in the book Cults, New Religious Movements in Your Family, on page 79, says this, Trillions of years ago, long before anything as we know it existed, there were countless immortal beings known as an effort to rid themselves of the doldrums. They decided to collectively create the universe and everything in it. Their hope was to have a realm in which to play the, quote, game of life, end quote, in past time. But the Thetans soon faced a problem on which they had not planned. As spiritual beings, they could not function within their physical creation. The Thetans solved this dilemma by building bodies for themselves, the human, for being only one of many, many different appearances. So, The reason for our existence, then, is because these thetans, these folks, uh, these 
spirits decided that they were going to create the universe to play the game of life and to get rid of the doldrums of life. And then it's told that the Thetans eventually became entranced with their creation so that they lost awareness of their true identity. Basically, that they got caught in their own trap. And since that time, they have returned to life after life through reincarnation, inhabiting different bodies. And in each body, there are engrams, or sensory impressions stored in the mind that can cause various emotional and physical symptoms. These are passed with each Thetan from body to body. Now think about this for a second. We have talked about reincarnation. We have talked about not fully understanding our own enlightenment. We've talked about a fall from grace. And we've talked about our need for mind change. Within what we've just shared there within this religion, you can see New Age thinking. You can see pieces of Christianity. You could see pieces of Hinduism. And I'm sure that I'm sure that if we were to study, you could see several other religions there that were cobbled together to make this one. L. Ron Hubbard carefully selected pieces from different religions in order to put his belief system together. This religion also says that a person will be reincarnated many times over thousands of years. And because of this, auditing, which we'll talk about in just a moment, often includes clearing engrams, unconscious mental images in the reactive mind that have negative effects from past lives. This religion then states that any mental disorders that you have are due to engrams from your previous life. Your behaviors and ways of thinking are based off of your previous life. You act and behave the way you do based off the previous lives that you've lived, and man can become clear of these engrams through auditing, through the one religious practice that has ever been made to take care of this need. Man's bondage to his own mind and engrams continued until L. Ron Hubbard uncovered man's true nature and he devised a plan to fix this problem. So L. Ron, just as we have seen through other cults and other religions, received some type of special revelation. This one wasn't from God. This one was from a piece of divine knowledge that he had that no one else had. And that was to begin this process of auditing, to write the book on Dianetics, and to begin this religion. Through auditing, engrams can be discovered and then neutralized. And this is done by an auditor who applies Scientology technology to another individual. And this auditing process is a major part of their religion. Through this process, engrams can be exposed and erased so that the person becomes known as, quote, clear. This is likened to the clearing of the numbers on a calculator so that you eventually end up back at zero. The process involves the auditor asking an exact set of questions to help the Thetan find out the things about himself and improve his condition. The process is assisted by the use of a meter that helps the auditor locate areas of spiritual distress known as engrams.
The meter is an electropsychometer, or what's known as an e-meter. And Hubbard said that the meter tells you what the mind is doing so that when an emotional charge comes on, one knows exactly where to clear the engram. You can go online and you can look up pictures of e-meters there. But what will happen then is the person will hold what looks to be like metal tubes that are connected to this e-meter. And the e-meter is led by the person that is doing the auditing. And as the person does the auditing, they're looking for areas of charge. Once those areas are found, then the auditor can give directions if needed to assist in examining the engram. They would say that salvation is then attained through increasing one's spiritual awareness. And as one's spiritual awareness increases through auditing, so does his ability to determine his solutions about life. Our solutions to life are determined based on auditing. Now, you can imagine with this then, if you come to the church with problems and you discover that the solution to your problems is through this system of auditing, that the church then has the ability to continue to show you sins in your life, problems in your life, that need to be audited, and they could say, no, they're not from this present life, they're from past lives back. And it creates this continual system where you need to go to the church, where you need to be able to have these counseling sessions done, where you need to be able to go into the clear, and hopefully you will get to a point where one day you're in the clear and you are fully enlightened or you continue to be reincarnated to hopefully eventually getting to the point where you're like a Tom Cruise or you're like a David Miskovich where you're the head of the religion and you're one step away from that. Again, Ron Rhodes in The Challenge of the Cults and New Religions on page 216, actually 215 and 216 says this, This then is salvation in the religion of Scientology. Salvation is attained through increasing one's spiritual awareness. And as a person's spiritual awareness increases through auditing, so does his ability to determine his own answers and solutions about life. Moreover, the initiate can, through auditing, come to recognize his true identity as a Thetan, an immortal spirit that is separate from the messed body. That is, matter, energy, space, and time, our bodies are known as messed bodies. He can also discover how to control the messed universe. So the messed is everything around us, matter, energy, space, and time. And that can be done through the power of the mind. Since the material universe is really nothing more than a mental projection of the Thetans, it stands to reason that this universe can be controlled by the mental power of an enlightened Thetan. Continuing on, it says, in addition to the auditing process, where one can supposedly become clear, one can participate in many training courses offered by Scientology. Though one becomes free through auditing, this state of freedom must be supplemented by information regarding how to remain free. The variety of available Scientology courses range from introductory, 
teaching basic principles, to more advanced ones that train professional auditors, including courses that can take one through the, quote, eight dynamics of life, which are self, which are self creativity, group survival, species, life forms, physical universe, spiritual dynamic, and a supreme being. These Scientology courses can be very expensive. A 1990 Los Angeles Times article on Scientology estimated that to go from the initial free test to the operating Thetan 8 level cost between $200,000 and $400,000. Other publications have noticed that auditing sessions may cost as much as $1,000 per hour. Now, Scientologists then say, that the universe itself is nothing more than a mental projection of Thetans. The universe can be controlled by this mental power of an enlightenment, and God can be interpreted however one wants. It's known in the religion that neither Jesus or Buddha were operating Thetans, but were considered to be a shade above the clear. So then there is a place where you can get where you're higher than a Tom Cruise or a David Miscavige, but you aren't quite in the clear. Ultimately, if you want to be in the clear, you have to be at L. Ron Hubbard's level. No clear definition of the nature of the person and of God can be found in this religion. We're all deities, so there is no one need for one ruling God to reign supreme over all. So we are about at the time where we often like to close out our podcast episodes, and we'll do that here in just a minute. And next week, we're going to focus on, okay, we focused here on Scientology, but as we shared here, there's a lot there for other religions as well. So how do I reach people like this? But before we get there, today I want to address the thought that you might be thinking of, why do people get involved in this stuff? Like, where does the thought process of, I want to get involved in something like this come from? And let me say this, that when it comes to Scientology and religions of the New Age movement that are similar to this, they're very attractive to people because they do a really good job of marketing that they have the answers to the needs that people have. Come in, take a free test, get to know us, and you can see the problems that you have in a lens that helps you figure out how you can work your way towards your own salvation. And so people who are interested in these things will then be able to have self-empowerment and self-help. Additionally, when we look at many of the celebrities who have joined this movement, for many of them, it's again very much something where they are people that are highly motivated towards self-help, towards taking care of their bodies. And as you look at some of the literature for Scientology and what they share, it's much different than what I've shared with you here. It looks less like a church and more like a club, uh, like a, a health club, that would be able to help you get the need or take care of the needs that you have there. So people come to this religion as they're searching for answers, and 
then they find themselves in a religion that you could say very much has its uh, information together. They know what they're going to share with people. If you have a problem, you can read one of Elrond's books or one of the other leaders there. They're staffed all the time. They're able to help you with your needs there. And yet, they hold to a false gospel religion. We are not gods. Our ultimate problem is our sin nature. Our ultimate problem is not simply by itself our wrong thinking. And God is the creator of all things and has created us to have a relationship with him. And we're going to talk more about how we can share that good news in next week's podcast with these people. Now, I would encourage you as you are looking around this week, just like I did with that information that I saw at Chelly Bellies about Dianetics, to maybe look around and see, hey, is there any information about Scientology that I'm seeing out and about as I'm going on? About Dianetics or about New Age ideas? I'd love to hear about it if that's the case. If you'd like to share more, give me, send me an email, bharris at delawarebible.org. It's bharris at delawarebible.org. Would love to find out more and hear about that. As well, we are always grateful that you continue to listen into our podcast ministry. If you haven't already, wherever you're listening to our podcast, I would encourage you to leave us a review there. Many of you, the largest number, are listening on Apple Podcasts, and we would love to see great reviews there, as that's where the majority of podcasts are listened to. But wherever you're listening in from, please leave us a review there and share our podcast ministry with other people so that we can reach out and we can minister to as many people that we can inside Delaware Bible Church and outside as we seek to use this ministry to build up the church to the glory of God. Again, thank you for your time and listening in. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll finish up this topic and look forward to future ones next week. Thanks for listening in.